Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, May 19th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, House Republicans' bad week. Number two, mask drama in the Capitol. And number three, the one thing that could blow a deal on infrastructure. All right, Jake. Republicans continuing a bad streak here. I think we wrote last week that they had the infighting was at an all time high. They have not been able to right the ship this week either. No, what a disaster for House Republicans. So let me run this down quickly. For months, it's been incredibly clear that Democrats and many Republicans, frankly, want a January 6th commission, a bipartisan commission to investigate what happened on January 6th, an event that is you know, seared into the memory of everybody in the Capitol um, and most thinking human beings in the Capitol realize it was a a uh, insurrection of some variety fomented by Donald Trump. I, I don't think that's and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that's biased in any way, shape or form. I just think that that's obvious. Right. Am I right here, Anna? Yeah, no, I mean, I think the the point is less about, you know, did the insurrection happen or not? That's really a fringe issue with really just some followers of Donald Trump and kind of more of the far right. But this is about what exactly happened and digging into it. Yeah, so so it goes back all the way to a couple months ago. Pelosi made, proposed a commission, and uh, her initial proposal was extremely favorable to Democrats. Then uh, Kevin McCarthy said, no, there needs to be equal representation between Republicans and Democrats. Pelosi gave in. Then she said, he said there needs to be, uh, he didn't, not then, he said at the same time that there needs to be, uh, Republicans need to have a say in in subpoena power. Pelosi gave in to that. McCarthy also made a, a somewhat fringe request that this commission also investigate all forms of political violence. And Pelosi said no. And 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 also Liz Cheney said no at the time. Because that was one of the harbingers of her of her demise, I would say, in House Republican leadership. So, you know, basically the point is McCarthy got basically everything he wanted. We we scooped last week that Pelosi was shifting over the negotiating to Benny Thompson of Mississippi, the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, longtime chairman of the Homeland Security Committee under Democrats, and John Katko, the ranking Republican. Katko and Thompson got a deal, and it's actually a deal that's relatively favorable to Republicans, gives them a lot of power, a lot more power than they would have had if they were on the if they were doing this in a regular committee where they have no power over support. Subpoenas. So last week, McCarthy said nothing about the deal. Katko was pretty happy about it. He he um, uh, he kind of suggested to us that he thought McCarthy would back it at the end of the day. And then yesterday, McCarthy did not back it. In fact, he said it was a bad deal. And, and, and he not only did not back it. I mean, this is it's pretty stunning to me. I I, not to interrupt you, but I just think it's not only that he not in back it, but like now they're whipping against it. This is yeah, just so that kind stunning. of was the next. That was the next turn of the screw, right? So they not only did they back it, did, did McCarthy back it, uh, and 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 Catco said in a closed meeting, "Thanks for not throwing me under the bus, Kevin." Meaning he did throw him under the bus. Um, he at by the end of the day started whipping Republicans against it. And that's a big deal because they Republican leadership told us many times they weren't going to whip against this. It was going to be a vote of conscience, meaning Republicans can vote whatever they want, whatever way they wanted. Um, and that's kind of a, uh, you know, that's a big reversal. I, so, I mean, certain. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say McCarthy and the GOP leadership expects 
a huge, huge Republican vote for the January 6th commission because McCarthy's excuse is, well, why isn't this looking into the police to the shooting of Steve Scalise in a baseball field? Well, I don't know why is I mean, yes, that is political violence, but like a lot of people just believe that January 6th was a big enough event for American politics and American, you know, uh, in our country that it deserves its own probe. So like people are like, what are you talking about, Kevin? And another bad week for McCarthy is people kind of dash away from him. Yeah, I mean, I just think 30,000 feet. I mean, this all comes back to Donald Trump. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. I just it to me, it is so important to kind of zoom out because this is one of these this small kind of inner party fights that one Republicans are going to have to live with for a very long time, which is usually why these are votes of conscience. Right. Because the leadership doesn't weigh in. The second point is just that I think there's such a fear among McCarthy and leadership of what Donald Trump is going to say. Trump already weighed in and releasing a statement last night saying Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy uh, are listening, that he hoped they are listening, and that it was a Democratic trap. So the, you already can tell where Donald Trump is here. And just I just think it's, you can't put too fine a point on it that this is what McCarthy is weighing, and it's going to continue for the next, you know, at least through 2022, of where what does the Republican Party do? What does Donald Trump want? And divisions on issues like this are going to continue to pop up. Yep, absolutely. And, and by the way, um, I, you know, McCarthy, I would I'm curious to see. I mean, a lot of people are are going to vote for this, according to what we've been told, as political cover for also voting to not certify Joe Biden's election. So really complicated dyna- dynamics here, Anna. And um, this is all going to play out today, Wednesday uh, in the Capitol. All right, let's move on to the number two story. Uh, Quickly, masks in the Capitol. The drama across the country is front and center uh, in in the halls of Congress. So, yeah, Anna, a bunch of House Republicans wanted to make a point yesterday, and they didn't wear their masks on the House floor. That included people like Lauren Boebert, Chip Roy, Marjorie Taylor Greene. They got a warning, and three people got a second offense and got fined $500. That is uh, Brian Mast. Beth Van Dyne of Texas and Marionette Miller Meeks of Iowa. So like, here's the problem, Anna, the the house floor is still a mask zone, despite all kind of scientific evidence that people are not wearing masks inside with other people that are vaccinated. Something like 75% plus of the house is vaccinated. Um, That is according to, you know, everything we've been told by, 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 you know, um, scientific experts, that's kind of safe ground, right? That's okay. We could, we could be around people as long as it's 75% without a mask. So, you know, the rules are not constant in the Senate. Nobody's wearing a mask anymore that we've seen. I mean, uh, yesterday, John Thune at a press conference said, it's great to see all your smiling faces. <laughs> so, you know, kind of a big problem in the Capitol. They have to get their arms around what the actual rules are and make them constant across the board. All right. Something to watch. And I'm sure the drama will continue. The number three story of the morning infrastructure talks have been going on between uh, basically Senator Shelley Moore Capito and the White House and it's been a and Senate Democrats and it's been kind of a black box. Frankly, we haven't been able to get much in terms of what is actually happening there. But we are starting to get some new reporting uh, about something that could potentially snag uh, any hope of a bipartisan infrastructure package. And 
Interestingly enough, it's climate provisions. Yeah, so uh, for, this is the first kind of hiccup we've seen in these, yeah, it's these climate provisions. Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia is the chief Republican negotiator here and uh, empowered by Mitch McConnell and um, uh, is pushing hard a little bit against some of the climate provisions that Democrats want. Listen, if Democrats are going to give up here on a bunch of provisions, they're going to need to get um, they're going to need to get big, big climate uh, stuff in this bill because they're going to give up on if they get an eight hundred billion dollar bill with no corporate tax increase, they're going to want climate provisions. Just that's just the reality, I think. So th- we're going to watch how this plays out. But this is a, a, a clear choke point, a clear uh, a hiccup, road bump, whatever you want to call it. All the all of the things. Talks. It's all, all of the these things stupid, this morning. All of these stupid cliches that editors would immediately remove from copy. I'm going to say because you know what, we are our own editors. So uh, for no. better or worse, or I guess that's a bad thing, right? No, but so um, and remember, Anna, it is um, it's May 19th and the White House wanted some real progress by Memorial Day. Now, that's kind of a squishy, a squishy um, uh, benchmark, but Memorial Day is a couple weeks away here. So we'll have to see if they've gotten it, if they've gotten far enough. All right. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.